Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Become a rewards member and your coffee is free on Tuesday. They've got a boost blend that has more caffeine. Love Wawa. If you'd like to see John sending moshing oh, yeah. to this band, go to the Bone Instagram and leave a comment on what you think about John's moshing. So before the Super Villains show, which thanks again to everybody for being so nice to John and me. Um, I had John meet me at a restaurant in downtown St. Pete where my girlfriend and I were going to have some pre-concert food and beverage. And we know that there are issues locally and nationally when it comes to restaurants and finding good help. So I try to approach each situation with a little bit of understanding and maybe even a little bit of patience. Before you arrived, John, we ordered our uh, our drinks from the uh, very – it wasn't even busy yet, and the bartender was already pretty underwater. Yeah. I, I mean, I could sense that when I – which the bartender appeared to be the server as well. Yeah. Which, up on the rooftop, no names, uh, to have a bartender responsible for the patrons sitting at the bar and the 10 to 15 tables, that's asking a lot of your bartender. Yeah, and there was another woman who started coming around, but that didn't seem like that happened until we were already in in, in emergency crisis mode. And we got in emergency crisis mode because we had ordered some food, and John's bowl that he ordered never came. Now, John wanted to get some food in his belly before we really undertook the drinking of the evening. Yeah, which which, which it was going to go hand in hand. I was going to start get well on my way with my drinking while eating. So I had had a couple shots of tequila and a, and a seltzer, I believe while waiting for this food. And I just figured by the time I'm leaving there, I'm going to be on cloud nine. I'll have a little bit of booze in my system. I'll have a nice base of food and I'll be ready to tackle this night, which, you know, I think uh, we were all planning on having a good time. Like it was definitely at that point, food was paramount to my situation. Right. And, we watched what we thought was your bowl make its rounds to different tables. Well, what was bizarre is is, and I mean, just to be honest, before the before the food thing even happened, you could tell things were not well. I had ordered something, they came back and said they didn't have that, and then it was just it was a thing. But anyway, so then when he brings the food to you guys, I would have bet any amount of money the the dish that was in his other hand was my food. It right. appeared to be a bull, but then that man went away with what I thought was my food. And then another man appears, and he's he seems to be going to every table asking them if if they ordered a bull. Now, you and I have this thing, and I think it, comes, it does come from working in restaurants forever, where you just get hyper-focused on the inner workings of the restaurant. Right. 
So we're watching this all go down. At one point, you went to the restroom. I My food has still not come. I think you were probably done with yours at this point. Yep. So I see another guy come up with that bull, and he's going up to this big party, and I can hear him. We call it auctioning it off in the in the biz where he's like, oh, anybody got the such and such bull? And I can see nobody's responding. Nobody's responding. This guy looked like a manager. He might have not been. So I go up to him. I stand up for my table, and, and, and I go and say to the guy, hey, so the other people in my group already got their food, and they're done. Mine never came. I'm pretty sure that's mine. And before I could get anything out of my mouth, he's like, no, 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 no. And he just walks away. So then nobody ever checks in to see if your food's okay. Right. Nobody ever wants to deal with the fact that my food just never came. So I think eventually I flagged down a woman and said, hey, my food's not coming. I, I don't know the timeline. What do you think it was? Oh, man. After you got your food to when we finally had to force our way out. 30 minutes, 45 yeah. minutes. So I tell this woman, hey, I don't want the food. It never came. This wasn't even our server. Right. I say, we just want to leave. Can we get the check? Right. Well, she disappeared then, too. Right. Didn't bring the check. Never brought the check. So I went up to the bar, and I and I saw her, and I said, hi, we'd like to pay the check. And she said, oh, okay, uh, hang on one second. And then she goes, oh, uh, we went ahead and took care of the bowl that your friend ordered. <laughs> and I said, the bowl that never came, you're going to comp that from the check. And she said, because I wanted to see what they were going to do, because our bill is $92 without your food. And I thought... I'm not looking to get the whole thing comp, but, but a mean, manager visit. Well, and she even said, she goes, would you like to talk to the manager? And I said, whatever you think. She said, well, he needs to come up here and talk to this big party because they're having issues too. And I'm like, okay. And I mean, that just never came to fruition. She never came back. So, I mean, I, it was as close to seeing a restaurant in full crisis crumble mode that, that I've ever seen. You could... You can get the vibe that everybody around us was unhappy, a large party behind us, missing food, getting the wrong food, bartender not being able to take people at the bar. Like it was, they should have just said, hey, I don't think we can have this portion of the restaurant open. Don't open that portion of the restaurant if you can't handle it. Now, is it okay or not okay to say that this is what the restaurant industry gets from underpaying its employees for so long? Because that seems to be a very common refrain that, because the restaurant industry is a quote unquote toxic environment that nobody wants to work there anymore. But I'll tell you, you or I would have made $200 that night easily. Maybe more. I mean, and don't get me wrong, maybe it was a, a kitchen thing, which I got to tell you, one of my biggest pet peeves in life is when the server wants to trash the kitchen. And that's definitely what our server was doing. Oh yeah. Uh, just, it, it was all the kitchen's fault, which maybe it was. I just think there's a better way to handle it than just try and throw people under the bus. Correct. But the headline reads on CNN right on the front page, low pay and toxic workplaces are driving workers away from restaurants. And, and I kind of, my thing is, is this a political argument? Because you know that the theme that people don't want to work if they're given free money can get very political very quickly. Right. So is this the pushback on that? No, no, no. It's not people just wanting their free money and not wanting to work. It's that the restaurant business is so evil and so toxic. That's why people don't want to go back. I don't know which reality is true. Nor do I. Maybe the old school heads like you and me who were in it because we loved the environment and we were in it because we got off on the work. Maybe we're getting older and therefore phased out of the uh, industry, and maybe it's a bunch of younger people who maybe are a little more entitled and a little bit less 
inclined to bust their ass. Well, and, and it does seem to be here, – here's the exact quote. So this is from uh, the director of the Food Labor Research Center at the University of California, Berkeley. Uh, it's not a worker shortage. This is a wage shortage. The restaurant business inherently and pre-COVID was a toxic workplace. You had an enormous wage gap between the back of the house and the front of the house, rampant alcohol and drug problems, harassment issues. You've got people living in or near poverty working hourly jobs with no guarantees. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. Now, it seems from what we're hearing that that it is a staffing issue across the board, front and back of the house. Because I do kind of, I can kind of understand resentment from good back of the house workers. Cause it, when you're making nine, 10 bucks an hour, sweating your ass off, putting the food out and you look across the window and you see servers pulling $200 a night or more, depending on who you're working in or working for, I can see how that would get old. Sure. But this does seem to be bigger than just not being able to find back of house. And I know people who are looking for back of the house, people who are willing to pay hundred dollar bonuses. They're great to work for. They just can't find good people right now. 727-579-1025 and 800-771-1025. Drew Gobble Live, who are you? Jason Barnhart. What's up, Jason? What's up, buddy? Old, old Ru- Ruby hey, Tuesday hey. co-worker of mine. Yeah, you know you know that because he said his first and last name. Yeah. <laughs> Wanted to weigh in. Um, we've all worked in the restaurant business. I still, to this day, will wake up with nightmares about... Being in a restaurant and being in the weeds and being in trouble and having customers and management mad at me along with the kitchen and everyone else. Like, I'm still traumatized. I'll have PTSD for the rest of my life because of my time in the restaurant industry. Do you guys experience the same thing or no? No, not PTSD. I'll have, you know, if I'm going through stress in my life, I'll have the server nightmares just like I have phone screener nightmares. But I don't. I don't consider myself traumatized at all. I loved restaurant that, work, and I would go back to it tomorrow if I had to. That is an interesting thing, though, because that is a – when you talk about the stress of it, and it, yeah. it, maybe it doesn't feel inherently stressful, but that is just an interesting mental side that if you've met a server, you've met somebody who has these terrifying dreams of being in the weeds. So it is, it is just an interesting dynamic that while we say, oh, it's fun and you can make a bunch of cash if you've done it, there is usually something in your brain that can be really stressed out by the thought of that. That's a great point. It doesn't take that much to get triggered yeah. if you've been through it. Emily, what's up? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. Okay or not okay to say that this is what the restaurant industry gets for a toxic environment and for underpaying its employees for so long? So I'm a little bit of both. Um, this is Tall Emily, by the way. How hey. are you? Oh, hi. What's up, Tall Emily? You've worked restaurants. Yes, I've done that pretty much all my life besides Costco. So I say it's both because I've worked for some really terrible restaurants because it is the restaurant's job to take care of its employees. And I've worked for great restaurants that take care of their employees a great amount as much as they can. Right. So this experience that you guys had, I'm sorry. I hope that the rest of your evening was fabulous. It sounds like it still was. That just really sucks that... <laughs> You guys experienced that well, on that night. That it's funny you should ask. Fun. It's funny you should ask, Emily, because sometime around midnight, having not eaten and been drinking for hours on end, oh, man. Uh, I just had. I mean, what is what is hanger when you're all sto- when you're also wasted? What do you call oh, that? Hangry and wasted. So I. Well, s- let's be fair. You did eat half a taco no. from Micah's brother's plate. 
a half a taco would have been delicious. What I ate was four mini pieces of steak and a couple shreds of avocado off a plate that had been well mangled, probably for an extended period of time. I can't believe you ate that. Yeah. And I, and I did. And then at some point I left hoping to find food, which this ties directly in as well. Because I wouldn't have thought that this industry would have been affected. I start walking down towards 4th Street and I say, wherever the first place I can get food is, is where we'll stop. Nothing was open. So I say, okay, let's Uber. 55-minute wait from 4th Street to where I live, where you know where I live, which isn't that far away. 55-minute wait. So long story short, we walked all the way past 54th from downtown. So roughly... 54 plus blocks. Um, we left. We we left Janice around midnight, and I got home at around 2:30. Good God! So n- not chafed, uh-huh. not chafed. No, but, no, no. Yeah, at some point along the way, I did stop at a gas station. Spoiler alert! And ate some boiled peanuts. Oh, I mean that's good. Yeah, well, it wasn't. Uh, Emily, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate you waiting. In. What are you guys having for dinner tonight? Um, my boyfriend is making us burgers, and then I'm bringing a salad. Oh, look at that. Oh, nice. I love what's happening here. Well, thank you, Emily. Always great to hear from your beautiful self. Thank you. Have a good day, you guys. Thanks. You Bye. too. 727-579-1025. Yeah, we never ate either. We ended up going to the galley, and then we went to a downtown St. Pete strip club. Right. I mean, outside of the meal that you were served at the restaurant. Well, we had an appetizer. Right, too. Well, I'm just saying, to, to, to try and compare your stomach with oh, food in it oh, to my oh, starved body, I'm you not, know. I'm not trying to compare anything. <laughs> I'm just trying to paint a picture. I'm just trying to tell you about, you know, the pain I was in. I'm sorry about your Hunger. pain. Sorry about that. It's okay. Uh, I got a message on Facebook listening to your show. My daughter's a server. The last two restaurants have been terrible the way they treat their employees. I've been telling her to quit for months. I told her I'll help her with her bills just to get her out of there. It's terrible. She got my work of worth, work, worth of work ethic. She works really hard, never calls in, and they treat her like crap. They treat everyone there like crap. They can't take days off ever, even if they give a month's notice. I've never seen anything like it. So maybe it's like a little from column A and a little from column B. I guess. And maybe maybe we were just lucky in the sense because, I mean, when I think back to my experience in restaurants, all but one, I loved my general managers. Yeah. I loved the managers. I loved the people I worked with. So maybe we were lucky to a certain extent and you take for granted all of the bad situations. But maybe it's worse now without people to cover shifts. But the other thing is the freedom of the restaurant business. I mean, yeah. I remember especially once we went to the app-based scheduling you throw your you you got a shift. You throw it up on the app. It's gone. You got the day oh. off, and I mean, it just you know clearly not as easy now. But that would have been so great for us because you had to find somebody to cover your shift. That, oh, that was pre-app. I lived through that. Uh, I lived through that as well, and uh, it, it was that was the worst feeling ever when you had something to do or you just really didn't want to go. Yeah. You're texting, you're calling everybody, and you're calling the manager back. Oh, I can't get anybody to cover my shift. Oh, do you really need 13 people on the floor tonight? I love that. Uh, K-Dubs on Twitter, why didn't you get the pizza downstairs, John, sending Joey Brooklyn's is the bomb. That was uh, said to me multiple times. I'm not eating uh, I'm not eating pizza right now. Yeah, plus, um, I don't know what it was like when you left, Janice. Downtown St. Pete was insane on Friday night. Well, it's funny you say that because my thought was we'll walk down Central and then, you know, that'll be where I'll find my food. And we turned to that corner on Central and it was a sea of people shoulder to shoulder up and down central. And I'm like, okay, we'll just walk towards 4th Street. Everything will be fine. And you did. 50 blocks. <laughs> Vanessa, what's up? Chafee, though. 
Hey, how y'all doing? We're doing real well. Thank you very much. Is it okay or not okay to blame the restaurant industry on the help uh, that they're not getting right now? No, I, I mean, it, I mean, it's definitely a little bit of both, but I wouldn't say it's okay to blame the restaurant industry for that. I mean, it, it that honestly to me that makes like no sense to blame them for workers not going back to work. I'm actually leaving my job right now. I work at a funeral home, and I'm leaving my job now as a manager to go back working at the service industry because of the money, less stress. Yeah, yeah you get in the weeds. Yeah, you get sure. you know. You get through all that, and it's stressful, but, you know, you just it's the type of person you are. I like talking to people, yeah. and, uh, yeah. Kind so. of, Vanessa, once it's in your blood, you want to do it again and again, and, and it makes you hyper-attentive, like John said earlier. Like, when we look around at this rooftop, they shouldn't have had the rooftop yeah. open. Like, if you can't deliver a quality experience to your guests, whether it's the front of the house, back of the house, or both, you don't open that area and, and you don't take tables if you can't handle it, you know? Exactly. And this is the thing, you know, I'm le- I'm leaving a job at 15 an hour compared to something that I'll make 250 a day. Yeah. You know, Hell so, yeah. and just by saying, hey, guys, how are we doing? If I have to deal with a little bit of stress to do that, well, yep. then bring it on. Like, <laughs> let's bring it on. The more tourists, the better. Let's do it. Damn right. Well, and I, I probably I have to venture to think a server like her and other good servers, they're they're making even more money now, because if you go out to eat at any, oh, yeah. you, you know, with in a regular way, you know that hard, that good service is very, very, very hard to find right now. If I go out and get just Mm -hmm. the food comes and the server is nice, I'm ready to throw down 50% because you just blew my mind. No doubt. Thank you, Vanessa. Appreciate it. Good luck with the curve. goes a long way. You're right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Even just explanation goes a long way. I mean, if I haven't gotten my food and you are just MIA, then that's, then that's a major problem. But here, going back to what we're talking about, we're not mentioning where it was, but I would say it's mid to upscale, right? Oh, yeah. Even more, you, well, you said it yourself. We had a couple drinks, and, and you guys had a couple appetizers, and the bill was almost 100 bucks. So if you are going to charge people that much, you really can't give service like that. Like you, Maybe if I'm going for you know my boneless wings and, and it's not super timely, I can accept it. But if I'm, you're going to pay a bill, you pay the bill. If you pay a bill like that for appetizers and drinks – it burned my ass. Yeah, I mean, ninety-two I, bucks, and then I got to tip twenty percent on top of that because I'm not going to punish. Like they're underwater. I, I shouldn't have tipped twenty percent, more than twenty percent, but I felt bad not doing it because these people are hurting. Yeah, it's just it's tough to even like. Maybe you do. Maybe you close down the seating and you say, "Hey, we're charging this much for th- for these items. We cannot give bad service while we charge people for this much. You know, this much money, and 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 maybe that's a way." Even if I got to wait all night long, I'd rather wait and get good service. <laughs> yeah, dude, I would have rather them told me I can't seat you for 20, 25 minutes because we can't open upstairs yeah. because we can't handle the business that we're getting. What's up, David? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. Hey, man, good. Hot job. Uh, hot job. I hope you're getting that uh, that uh, chassis and staying unchafed on that hot job. Is it okay or not okay to blame the restaurants for the situation they're in right now? Um, I don't know. It's, I think it's almost we're having um, a worker problem. Um, like, for instance, my wife, um, she is doing all this stuff online now, and she actually sometimes makes six, $800 or more for doing different AI research. So I think a lot of people came home and figured out they don't need the stress of going somewhere, and, you know, they're actually making better money at home and different hustles. 
Right on. I Thank think, you. I think there's a bit of that. I think that I lean more into the people than the businesses because I think what happened is you had a bunch of people coming of age who, for most – the restaurant business is a, it's a stop off. I yeah. mean, you, you make money there, but you most people are working towards something else. So I think all of those people who were working towards something else, once the restaurant business went away, they said, okay, now's my time to, you know, S or get off the pot and I'm moving forward in my life. And then you also have in that same group of people, those that, don't have to prove that they're looking for a job and they're just getting a check. I know that's painful for some people to hear, but if the money's coming and you don't have to do anything to work for it, there are people out there who won't move a muscle. And maybe now that that they're going to have to go back to proving that they're looking, things will change a little bit. Let's hope things have to change because if if people will stop going out to eat, if this continues, I love going out to eat, hang tight. When we come back, it is national blank day and this could directly affect your dinner plans Put up a little uh, a post about it on the Drew Grabo Live Facebook page. Did you see it? Do you know what national day oh, is? Oh, I, I believe so, yeah, yeah. Unless there's multiple national days. I don't think so. It's pretty exciting and uh, could give you a dinner idea next on Drew Grabo Live. Maybe you started a business recently and you're thinking to yourself, oh, i got a small business here. I don't need insurance. You might be risking your personal finances as well. Large or small, Italiano Insurance does it all. They'll make sure you're covered. So in case the unthinkable happens, all that you've worked so hard for won't be lost. Here's another tip. Shop your business insurance yearly. A recent customer of Italiano Insurance saved 5600 bucks by letting the knowledgeable agents at Italiano shop multiple companies and compete for his business. Call 813-877-7799 right now and save or go to italianoinsurance.com and get a free quote. Italiano Insurance, serving our community for 60 years. You're listening to Drew Garabo Live on 102.5. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.